VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, so. Yes, so. Hey, girl. Hey. Yeah. What's going on with your man? Oh, you know, just living the life. Just living the motherfucking life or whatever. That's all you can do, right? Am I right? You just wake up in this bitch. What's up? (laughs) Right. What's new? (laughs) Shit. You'd be like, just another Thursday (laughs) sitting here with you. What's up? Wake up tomorrow's Friday. Wow. Scrolling on the Instagrams. I'm finna go to that void that was in everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> That's all that you shit looked tempting as hell. <laughs> they said, let's they go. were trying to avoid that void like the plague. You like, yo, oh, let's go. No, let's that stop. shit lit. Let's go. <laughs> Heard this new club. <laughs> it was it's called The Void. It's a donut. Bad donuts in there. It was a donut. Should, I gotta watch it again. We should watch that. Did we try to watch that with the girls? Oh, they hated Amanda had no, she was not having it. That's not a, the girl's thing. And Jasmine was like, I'll be watching it, but it's, I don't know what's going on. It's weird, <laughs> but it's, what was she saying? She was like, but it's like, I keep watching it. I can't like look away. But you can't, I couldn't tell you what's happening, but like, it's weird. Right. But it's moving me. It's art. I'm like, shut the fuck. <laughs> This girl. <laughs> That's exactly how she that is. That's exactly right? how she is. <laughs> I got my Jasmine impersonation down. Y'all don't know her like that, but that's, that's literally exactly how, that how she is. <laughs> I don't know. It's something about it. They're like, I can't look away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> be like, no. Uh, what, what happened in this movie? Where we at? Anyway. I don't know where we at in this. Girl, I all I want for you is to have two screens. I did, but then open. I'd be. I, <laughs> <laughs> You just won't do it. I hear you every time. Click back and forth. Back I am and forth. trying. Y'all, you want to see me try my hardest? <laughs> Check me out. <laughs> Next Monday, October 30th on Bet on Black. This is where I share my actual pitch. Yes. Do I win or do I not? Stay tuned. <laughs> you can check out Bet on Black. This is a business pitch 
TV series with Revolt sponsored by Target featuring 12 black businesses that share their innovative and incredible businesses all in hopes of winning $200,000. This terrified me. I'm terrified to have it out in the world in this moment, but um, I can't it's wait done. Watch. It's here. Um, if you don't know, I have a business called The Sable Collective. It is an online boutique in this moment that sells clothing, jewelry, housewares, items, beautiful <clears throat> and unique source from black, brown and women makers. And so I stood 10 toes down to represent this mm -hmm. business. asked for some money from a panel of famous judges. If you want to see them, then um, you got to watch the show. All right. Uh, Renee's going to be mad because I haven't had my setup quite yet for the watch party, but I'm going to have something. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't Why imagine. I Renee's just nerves? cannot imagine <laughs> everybody around in a circle watching this. It just, it just. What? It makes me nervous to be like, yeah, everybody come watch this together. I'm going to do Why? it. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I'm not built that way to be like, yeah, come make sure you guys come. But I am going to do something. I'm going to do like a watch and shop thing here in Philly. But you guys can watch it virtually all together. Um, yeah, this, this is it. So October 30th. Ooh, right before Halloween. It gets tricky and scary. scary. Watch me do the scariest shit ever. <laughs> and uh, share my pitch on Bet on Black. Revolt TV sponsored by Target. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Target. both of y'all. <laughs> you need to tell Brands. them how you get on Renee's nerves. Tell them about the... the Renee? <laughs> I still what? think about that parked car. Oh, Renee. <laughs> Renee don't know. Renee just... Renee's learning me. <laughs> Renee Blewett, shout out to the Renee gods. Renee Blewett is a business beast. I'm watching Renee. She's She has started, we first met and encountered Renee. We talked about this. There's a whole episode with her. Um, you know, she started off in the natural hair community, blogging, always centering black women, black businesses, um, and just has grown to be you know, dipping and dabbing on her terms in the corporate world, respected, an amazing consultant and producer. Shout out to her. But Renee was like, yeah, yeah, Shanti, the Sable Collective. She was like, girl, get it together, right? You got it together. <laughs> and I'm like, Renee, you, I can't let you see me. Talk about vulnerability. And she's like, what? What is there to see? <laughs> and we were, I told her to come to CultureCon with me. And she's like, yeah, I'll come to CultureCon. We'll do it. And and then you didn't have a fucking ticket, and she did. That was the first <laughs> that thing. That was the first thing. I was How like, what are you going to invite somebody? Card. She was like, all right, I'm beginning my ticket. Then I, then by the time I was ready to buy the tickets, there were tickets sold out. Shout out to Shaniqua, <laughs> a listener that saved the day. You the bomb like tick, tick. So I got a ticket. And Renee was like, cool, cool, cool. We meet up. We link up. We endure a very hard weathering. At CultureCon, we both like, yo, we got to leave. And I was I was like, all right, cool, Renee, you know, thanks for linking up. And she was like, girl, where did you park? You could just drive me to my car. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, Renee. 
She was like, because I parked <laughs> so far away. I was like, yeah, me too. I, I guess I parked like, you know, like, I don't know, seven minutes away. I don't know where I parked. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at my GPS because I have on my GPS, it'll do a parked car. So I have my land, my um, th- landmarks that I knew that I hit or whatever. But this GPS is not taking us to those landmarks. And because I am conditioned by technology and AI, I was like, they must know better than my intuition. <laughs> and so Renee's walking, it's raining, we talking. And then she's like, girl, this is taking longer than seven minutes. <laughs> That's exactly like, how she said I was like, Renee, yeah. I know. I was like, because it was in Brooklyn and it was where the overpass is so like every block kind of looks like themselves where there's this overpass and these parked cars and <laughs> and I was like yeah girl this is taking forever I was like there was a park some kind of park and so I was like and then <laughs> wait a minute I'm on my GPS on my phone and my phone dies <laughs> you're so annoying my phone Renee does dies. not know my pain with you she doesn't I'll be trying to explain it I'm like, she's the most likable person, but I do want to strangle her sometimes. And Renee's looking over. I'm like, Renee, my phone out. She goes, oh, well, is, are we close? <laughs> and I was like, Renee, let me look at your phone, dog. Let me see your phone now. And let me look at where we started, and then I'll get my bearings because it was near a park. She's like, a park? Oh, my God, girl. That is the – that is – 14 minutes back from where we came from she, but she was she was cool she was like okay you know it's all right we're getting our walks in we're getting our walks in <laughs> she's the best she's i the was best. like renee i tried to hi- i tried to keep you from me i really did because originally she wanted to pick me up from your house to drive she there did. i was like girl i remember you being like Mm-mm, you, can't said, caught up you, don't want, you don't want to get caught up with a player like me girl <laughs> <laughs> i'll break your heart girl <laughs> Tanetta, Tanetta's, she know the pain. I was counseling you. I said, mm, good call. <laughs> Don't do it. You're going to be about four hours late. She going to be up here sitting. You didn't lost your ticket. <laughs> car broke down. Locked the keys in the car. Oh, how yeah. Many times, how many times have you come here and done some shit like that? For real. Like, oh, my God. I didn't blame it on Jolie. Jolie locked my keys in the car, bitch. <laughs> she you did. She did. <laughs> you you did lock the keys in the car. I be looking at you like, what? But you the came thing all the way is, up here. The thing is that my <laughs> nervous system manages all that. Like, I'm like, cool. I don't know how. I'm like, all right. What are we going to do next? But when it gets stressed out when i could feel somebody else stressed out next to me and i'm like you ain't you're not okay <laughs> so fuck but she was cool she was cool anyway bet on black shout out to <laughs> revolt shout out to target and renee for helping renee us blew it watch Jeez. on youtube or stream on revolt tv shout out to diddy ah, look at me six degrees mm. from diddy Oh, <laughs> me and him Amen. was close, child. Amen. Mm. How you doing? Um, I've been better. Oh, um, I know. I'm just a Debbie Downer. <sighs> I'm struggling with The Walking Dead. <laughs> okay. Truly, All right. I am at a point where it is actually painful to watch. Yeah, cut it off. It's. It's horrible. It's it's the I've made it to 
pass a little bit the infamous season seven episode one and i was texting shanti during this episode and i said hold up and i paused it remember i was facetiming you like a crazy person and i said i knew who was gonna die i in my head i was like he's gonna die because they are really playing this whole relationship up in a way where they building this up to break us down and then he didn't die. The other bull died. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's sad, but we can keep on pushing. And then he died too. And I said, what the fuck? A lot of people that- stopped watching after that. Like a mass <sighs> exodus from Walking Dead happened when it was airing in real time. People were pissed. Really? I know they were because I'm pissed. I'm I'm mad at the interracial relationship, not because it's interracial, but because there was no buildup. I did not see sexual tension except for that episode when they had the sex. It just I knew oh. that I knew that there was care for the child that was random involved. But I was like, what in the hell is going on? And now that you've pointed out the hair the terrible hair you can't unsee i can't it. unsee it i can't unsee it and every time this individual wraps another headscarf around that terrible hair to in order to cover it up it's Unpop- upsetting let me tell you what my pet peeve is headbands that don't <laughs> i need to see this a little bit of hair you need a little baby hair in it. I need a little bit of hair. When they put the headbands and it'd be right and you can't see the hair line start. Don't make no sense, right? I, it really irritates me. <laughs> it really does. And that woman, this whole movie show. Whole whole series. Entire series. You ne- She don't have a hairline. So that's annoying me. And then I I kept going, Shanti. And I couldn't watch that episode. I heard it. And I was like, this is disturbing. The, I don't know what writers left and what writers came, but these writers are like the writers of that movie Saw, like when I play a little oh, game. They it's the, just they in the prison drawing? Sick. They're in the prison. Excuse me? What? Where are they at? Girl, I said season, season seven. The prison been going. Oh, really? I don't, don't remember, remember this show. show. At all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now I am... I kept going, and the next episode, I found myself looking at a black man Mm-mm. with white lo- dreadlocks, looking like he was something out of House of Dragons, petting a tiger. <laughs> and I said, you know what? God damn it, Walking Dead. I was so irritated. Like, what are we doing? <sighs> And so now I'm at this crossroads where, like, I said I was going to finish it. Don't do it. Start breaking bad, girl. See, that's how you are. You gave up. It's not you gave worth up. it. You quit. It ain't worth it, girl. You quit. Somebody, a couple people wrote and said, Internet, I stopped. Can you please keep going and keep giving you us You ain't got to be a martyr for us, girl. I feel like it's my duty to no. continue, though. <laughs> Turn it off. And watch Breaking Bad. Mm-mm. It's worth your time. Nope. I am going to stick through this and mm-hmm. get to the end. I am. I've kept going. I'm not enjoying it at all. Girl, this is a bad relationship. It's toxic <laughs> at this know. point. 
It's bad. You're doing but it for I, the kids. I, I, listen, Will and Jada, this is sacred. They said divorce is not an option. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking through it. But they doing some other different stuff, though. Well, I heard that it gets better after this. When did you stop? This is when you stopped? Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get past uh what's his name? The bad guy. Negan. Yeah, Negan. I'm still with Negan. But apparently Negan, Negan sticks around for a I'll long let time. Negan. You're sick. Cause Negan is not well. He's cute to me. Full yeah, you're head of hair. Deeply unwell. My predictions. I have some predictions. I think Carl is going to die or at least he should die. Huh? Carl's going to die or at least he should die because he's doing some dumb shit. And I'm at this, I'm just at the point where it's like, all right, Negan ain't going to give him a whole lot more chances. All right, Carl. I don't know what Carl's thinking with that one eye of his, but he's getting (laughs) on my nerves. All right. He he really is. Carl's pissing me off. He's not listening. And I don't know why Rick don't know, never know where his child is. Carl always doing some extra shit. He's a teenager shit. now. No, he needs to tighten up. I think the black girl, what's her name? Samira, Sarah, she going to die. She's too angry. She going to die. I think, I think that I don't know if Rick going to die. Rick's going to stick around for a little while because I'm like, well, who's going to be the leader? I don't I don't see a new leader established yet. Michonne better not die. I know that the hillbilly dude, what's his name? I don't know, but I, we know, all know who you're talking about. <laughs> the hillbilly dude is going to make it because I saw a, a, an ad for his spinoff. Because show's still going. God yeah, I saw damn. an ad for a spinoff. Carol... She acting like she don't want to kill nobody no more, but I think she gonna come back. Oh, Carol's the real nigga still in her. I think, yeah, I think Carol's uh-huh. gonna she gonna make it. Yeah, the black dude who was the one that saved Rick in the beginning, child. I don't know, oh, but I don't want him back. to die. I love him. Yeah, I love him. He's a beautiful character. You know, I want British. the tiger to go. I want the man with the tiger to go. Let me look. And back somehow. I think Negan is somehow going to join forces with Rick because that's just how this dumb show is going to go. That's my predictions. Y'all let me know if I'm right or wrong. Actually, don't let me know if I'm right or wrong. Let me know once I finish because I'm going to keep going. How many seasons is this shit? Girl, too many. All right, well, I'm not doing any spinoffs, but this is a terrible show and it shows me how people have a terrible taste in television because there are people who feel that this show is better than the wire and i'm disgusted who by thinks it. that girl i i saw it online people were saying this is their the best show of all time all times walking dead it was good when it started i liked it you gotta say it was good when it was even when moment. it started it wasn't as good even when it started i was like eh, i don't feel connected anyway Literally, those are my updates because my life is not exciting. And my updates are around a television show that I hate. So put that in a perspective. I need a therapist. Seriously, put that in a perspective. Um, let's go into some voicemails. You want to hear from the good people? Always. Always, always. As the God Alex L would say. All right, first up. 
Hi, my name is Justin. I'm calling from Atlanta. Um, calling in regards to the last episode. I just forgot the name of the episode. Doesn't matter. Uh, Antoine and Shanti, uh, I've fully finished, um, The Walking Dead. The governor, the governor ain't shit, but the next guy, it, get, it gets better. It gets better. It has a drop off, but it gets better. Um, Breaking Bad is a A plus show, masterful show. So you'll love you'll love both of those. You'll 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 be love love both of those and be frustrated at the same time. And I had a question. I was wondering who. Well, question for both of you, I guess. What what? As far as poly relationships, why would either one of you be good or bad at poly relationships? Just out of curiosity. Negroes always want to know about poly relationships, don't they? <laughs> Do they? Shout out to y'all. Sorry, I'm. I am. I am dealing with things, and <laughs> not apologize. I'm projecting. I don't know your name, Justin. From and Atlanta. I apologize. <clears throat> Go ahead, Ashanti. Maybe you should answer that first. Um, I would be good in a poly relationship because I like different people. I like different energies. I like I like variety. I could have fun. I would be bad in a poly relationship. Because I also like depth and obsession. And I don't know that I'm evolved enough to be open with multiple people. Like I need this one-on-one long time on opening up that I know how to do one-on-one. I don't think I could do that with every person maybe that's not required in a poly relationship either which maybe it's lit then <laughs> maybe i am perfect for poly relationships <laughs> maybe just one Why we're obsessed everybody want? else we just kick it or whatever i don't know haven't had the opportunity or the desire quite as recently to explore so internet i don't think i would be good in a poly relationship <laughs> But also, I'm triggered. I don't know. <laughs> I think that most of my relationships have been poly. One way or the other. <laughs> and I'm about sick of it. Right now, I'm trying to be Life down with one person. So I think that, no, no. I think I could be poly in like 20 years. Not right now. Right now. 20 years? Dang. Yes. It's been so long that I'm just like, yeah, nah, I ain't sure. When I'm 60, I see what it is. I don't feel like sharing. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. 55. Yeah, let's let's, let's start. Because now, I don't care. Come on. We love each other. I don't know. I think, honestly, if I were to be in a poly relationship right now, it'd just be based off of, I'm fucking lonely. I'm tired. I'll share. If I'm being honest, Mm. that, and I don't ever want to be that. But I've gotten close to that. Mm. Close enough that it makes me triggered and uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Absolutely. To you specifically? Yeah. Okay. So, Justin, I think Shanti might be your girl if that's what you're looking that for. That wasn't even she what might he be moving to Atlanta. He was like, I got a girl. Let me see which one I'm going to yeah. be with my girl. 
<laughs> anyway, I come to Atlanta yeah. now. Don't try to draw it. me to Atlanta. Mm-mm. The fact that like nobody knows this, but you are just as much of a lover girl as me. And slow I won't burn. blow your cover. I'm a slow you are burn not lover. A slow burn. Yes, I am. You, oh, it takes me a long you time. You skip and jump into relationships all the time. You have not been single on this podcast. Yo, stop have disrespecting you? me. Yeah, you are a lover girl. And when you have a crush, you'd be like, just like me. Just, you're like, we're getting married. I'm obsessed. Date but, one. But, but. It's a slow, b- you're open. I think that, but I will never reveal that. And motherfucker will not I know that. I would say that to somebody. <laughs> I will just no, show I it with like my actions. No, I feel like energetically men know that you're, 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 you're sweet. You're caring. You're nurturing. You're present. You're like showing up. Like I yeah, sweet on will not do that until and like. that's why you get wifed. I got to learn. Yeah, well. I'm telling you, you got to be like, I actually don't fuck with wifed? you a little bit. Is that what I've been? That's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> I've, have I been wifed? Mm. Don't make me <laughs> dis- confused. Stop, all right. Ready? <laughs> next, next up. Next up. Hey, this is Blue. I wanted to call in and talk about Uh, A few episodes ago, you guys mentioned wanting to gain some wildlife and survival skills. Um, And then Antoinette talked about spending thousands of dollars to do a training. I want you to know the training is much more accessible than that. Um, You can go through different state agencies to get the training. Um, I live in Alabama right now, and it's the Alabama Wildlife and Fisheries Division, Um, but in Pennsylvania, you can go to the Pennsylvania Game Commission. What? And in New York, it would be the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, and they have all kind of classes. Um, that will teach you camping, how to start a fire, um, even if you want to learn hunting, um, learn about different, even fishing. Um, and actually, I'm on the the Pennsylvania Game Commission's website right now, and they even have virtual learning. So I just want you to know the training and skills are much cheaper and much more accessible to get. Also, I would look into any kind of land trust in your area or nature conservatories. Um, They usually have fun little outdoorsy trainings um, if you want to learn like bird watching or something niche like that. Okay, bye. Dropping gems, resources, that was amazing. community. Wow. Yes, thank you, Blue. I got to write that down. I know. Wow, remember when I was about to spend like $3,000 on just the training and not even the flight and the travel? I hate the walking dead now, but still want to do it. Thanks, sis. All right. So next, um, in regards to your conversation with Shanti about 
I mean, I guess what we could call colorism in the black community um, and how that shapes our preferences in partnerships, romantic partnerships. Um, I was married very young and had children with this man at a very young age, and he definitely had a complex about how light-skinned I was. He was a brown-skinned man, typically and historically had dated dark-skinned women, made it very clear to me that I wasn't his type, but somehow we ended up together anyway and even had children together. I remember comments about how he hoped and wished our children would be dark-skinned, um, also, I remember a point in which we were never, we, he didn't want to be seen with me in certain parts of our region, certain parts of the Bay Area, he wouldn't want to be seen with me. He would actually leave me in the car or, um, we would separate in public spaces because he was so concerned about how people perceived him being with a racially ambiguous woman. I'm actually very, very light, even probably more ambiguous than Antoinette is. And so for him, that was just too neutral. It was not clear enough in the, in the perception of others. And so, yeah, that created not necessarily a trauma, but I would say it was, it was certainly alienating. And it was a kind of colorism that, you know, racially ambiguous people um, experience and should be discussed. It's not traumatic. It's not violent. It's not hateful or spiteful. But it is something to consider when it comes to these preferences that we have for complexion in the spectrum of blackness. I was raised to believe that all black is beautiful. Clearly, he was not. And that was a severing moment in our relationship. So um, it's understood. I, I, I The conversation that you all are having and continue to have resonates with me. And I want to thank you for having it. Peace. Hmm. I don't know what to say to that. I never experienced that. I've experienced someone telling me, like, um, not who I thought. <laughs> I would be with and I don't really want to deal with that but hmm. I'm sorry yeah I don't know if that that preference feels like a I don't know that feels less of a I don't know that feels more like a fear of of not being considered of how you, how you being perceived yeah which is real, which is real, which is real. Well, you probably dodged a bullet, sis, if I'm being honest. Um, hmm. All right. Let's go to the next one. That sucks. She said he would leave her in the car. Child. That's crazy. That's crazy. Where y'all was at? She's at the Bay Area. I don't know. I don't know that much about the Bay Area at all. But even still, like, wow, what kind of that's a that's a different kind of rejection. And his fear of. Of whatever the perception would be if he was out with her, someone who's racially ambiguous. The trickle down of 
the impact of his fear onto her as you sit in the car and question, like, how do you not question who you are and your value and your worth within a certain community if, like, the person that you but love is But where isn't. was he that he had to do that? Where did they, what? I don't know. He didn't have to do it, did he? <laughs> or do we, again, is this the whole, it's our fault? We put these kind of uh, parameters on folks and expectations on folks and judgment. Like, look at how we all responded to the lady who didn't know how to say Issa Rae's name. It was like, she, well, she white. It was like, oh, that's a black woman. What are y'all talking about? It's tricky. Damn. It's hard out here. Yeah. Next up. Hi, ladies. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for the episode that you did on Palestine. I have a lot of feelings around this issue, and my heart is aching, and I feel hopeless most of the time, um, but hearing your coverage really helped. Growing up Arab and Muslim in the U.S., I don't remember a single day that I wasn't seeing Palestine on the news in our home um, because we watched Al Jazeera, which actually covered what was happening. And honestly, growing up, I could never understand why no one else seemed to know what was happening until I got older, obviously, and understood the way that media coverage is and how selective it can be. And then eventually, <laughs> I came to understand how racism and capitalism work and why the media was helping some people not knowing what was happening. But now, I mean, I can honestly tell you that I've never seen this much awareness. People are actually talking about it. And while that, while you would think that would be uplifting, it's hard because nothing is changing. And in a way, it hurt less to have the comfort of thinking people just don't know. But now more and more people know and they're seeing it and they're still unaffected by just the murder of Palestinians. And this is the most exposure I think Palestine has ever received. And it doesn't feel like it's made a difference. And so my biggest fear is, like, is this where it ends? And I'm genuinely genuinely terrified that this might be the last we hear of Palestine. And I don't know how to begin to process that. And something that really struck me, um, there's an image, a video that almost any Arab or Muslim can tell you they remember seeing. It's implanted in our hearts and our minds. And it was of a man, um, Jamal al-Dura, who was shielding his son, Muhammad al-Dura, from bullets. And the little boy died. And now 23 years later, the same man, Jamal, lost brothers. And I remember thinking when I saw this video, if only the world can see this image of this boy being murdered and his father trying to protect him. And now the world has seen worse and it doesn't seem to matter. And I genuinely don't know how to feel anymore, but I really thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing what so many of us Arabs have been begging the world to do, and that's to educate folks and call this genocide by name. So sorry, I don't have a more uplifting mindset towards this mess, but thank you both so much for being a light in this void and giving me at least the tiniest bit of hope. Um, so I appreciate you all so much for everything that you do. Bye. Yeah, it still doesn't feel like even close to enough. Like that feels crazy no. to me. <laughs> doesn't even feel like uh yeah it's sad that like people are being slaughtered and all off some certain folks can want is acknowledgement not even justice 
Yes, something, something. So because it's like gaslighting. It's like I'm not I can't be crazy. We can't be crazy. We can't just be screaming in, into a void. There has at least other people are seeing this like this just can't be. We have witnesses. There's proof. Somehow. Um Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. sorry that that the the acknowledgement doesn't automatically lead to uh, change or empathy, <laughs> even collective empathy. But <sighs> maybe one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw. I was. I was looking at the young people, and you know, young people half the time they don't. Let me not dismiss them, but I know when I was young, and I was protesting. Half the time, I didn't really even understand fully the fight. But I just knew something was wrong and I was going to stand up against it, Mm -hmm. you know, against an oppressed people. So I don't want to negate that because that fire, I, I was watching the young people, high schoolers even, like in their schools, marching through their school um saying free palestine taken to the street walking out and i thought wow i saw young people in um here in new york as well when i was driving around when i was off and seeing the kids and i thought well at least when we get tired somebody else going to pick it up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so uh, i don't know that's it feels it, it feels hopeless and never ending but that gives me some hope that at least they they recognize something they feel something oh, of course yeah you know yeah all right let's take a break and then we're gonna come back we're gonna talk some more <laughs> take a break Sing for us, please. After these messages, we'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Boop. And we are back. So we need to do like a mental health check. Oh. Because there's a this heavy. It's heavy. And I saw you post something and I took a screenshot. And I was thinking a lot about the absurdity of it all. And you use that word a lot, absurdity. And I think that's a great way to describe this. The quality or state of being ridiculous or wildly unreasonable. And we talk a lot about holding two things at once or multiple things at once. And I think both of us are having a hard time doing that. And I feel like if both of us are having a hard time doing that, a lot of folks are having a hard time doing that, right? 
And you posted from Grandma Baby Apothecary. It doesn't feel natural to keep working for capitalism during ethnic cleansing. It doesn't feel natural to keep working for capitalism during climate collapse. It doesn't feel natural to keep working for the same capitalism that renders me capital, that raped my ancestors and stole their babies. It doesn't feel natural to keep working for capitalism in an ongoing pandemic. It doesn't feel natural to keep working for capitalism under the suffocating weight of constant generational grief. Why did you post that? Um, because I have a business that I have to run and my business, um, is sales are made through marketing. Sales are made through, um, inspiring folks to aspire to aesthetics and beauty and, you know, make cute videos and smile on the camera and, um, I could do better marketing than that, but I'm working on it. But that's the <laughs> that's where I'm at right now in uh, my campaigns. And it just, I don't have it in me to do it. I have, um, yeah, I just don't have it in me to do it. And so it's like, it feels so crazy sharing, doom scrolling, and then sharing really important information, I think. Um, and like also sharing some of this information is very political uh, information on a business account, like my like mm. in my stories. And then also mm. being like, all right, but we have a sale. But also, don't I look cute in this moment? Don't you want to look cute right now? Wouldn't being beautiful make everything feel better? If I were good at marketing, like really good, this would maybe be the perfect time to <laughs> do this like how can you escape from this reality gold-plated hoops anyone but um i haven't been able to connect or tap into that um i don't care i don't care to do it i find myself in the not caring about a lot of stuff in this moment um and yeah that's just where i'm at i don't I feel I feel numb in a lot of ways. I feel um like just yeah, I guess disassociated, but mhm. Yeah, disassociated and at the same time there, you know, I'm a conditioned by my conditioning. I know that I have lots of things coming up. I have the holidays coming up. There is this like vigilance, hypervigilance this guilt and this drive to be productive because we cannot the we can't stop the wheels from turning we can't break the wheel because what the fuck else am i going to do like heartbreak or paying my rent i gotta pay my rent hmm. i'm not it's doing a good job of it though what I'm not doing a good job of it. I might not be able to pay my rent next I month. I say that. <laughs> um, I posted on our Twitter, <laughs> slash my Twitter, <laughs> I need therapy. 
I'm having such a hard time with the girlies posting pictures of their motherfucking lunch while a country is on fire, but countries are always on fire. Sudan, Syria, Yemen, Haiti, Afghanistan. The the reality that life goes on is becoming less and less encouraging and more unbearable. And I sit with this thing. Has someone reach out to me who has been watching my stuff and he just said what did he say he was right it was a little raggedy ass he said um hey make sure to turn off i have a really hard time with that and i get really angry when i see and judgmental theme here with me when i see folks posting about about their everyday life or like making space for their lunch photos or their brunch photos or their new bamboo hoops or like sale everybody or like look at my new set. You know, I felt weird even about my birthday. Like what? What? Like, oh, blow out the candles. Yay. Like what the fuck are we doing? And I tend to my expectations of folks is for this to permeate them so deeply that it 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 renders them incapable of thinking about anything else. Mm. And that is not healthy, and I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I cannot lie and say that I don't get angry. Like, I was wondering how you were going to deal with this. And I wasn't judging you because I know where your heart is and I know how affected you are by this. And you've been far more passionate and outspoken about this than I for far longer. Um, And I was thinking, like, how does she navigate this without making it cringe, without making it cheap, without selling out? You know, like, how do you do it? And I was really proud of you because it's a risk for you to post on your feed. I stand with Palestine, free Palestine, you know. And I know that these corporations and these businesses, I I guess the corporation, like when I see the target, not target, shout out to target, target's the bomb. Woo woo. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't shit. (laughs) When I see NFL, Say I stand with Israel or whatever, you know. Like, did they do I, that? Or, of course they did. The NBA they did. did. It. Sixers did it. All all the teams did it. I know. It was right your after your boy LeBron did it too. Yeah, and I think what they're. I think it was right after the attacks. And I, honestly, which I think we, that which is okay. Yes, right. Word, which I think say. that they're saying, "Yo, yeah. I stand with you." Yeah. This is so terrible. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not the Sarah Silvermans who are encouraging the fucking genocide, but I ain't going to get onto that bitch. She's been problematic. Oh, yeah. This bitch posted like, we. why would we give aid to people who slaughter us? And it's free aid that comes from Israel. All this bullshit. Anyway, I digress. Um, When I see that, it feels less meaningful. But like a small business, you know, like a black-owned business, I want to know where you stand. And for me, even in my personal life, I have friends who say nothing about it. But also I think about Cole Arthur Riley and black liturgies and like decenter, decenter. But sometimes I feel like decentering is shutting the fuck up. Don't say nothing. 
You know, I have a hard time with the Instagram girlies who are like, get ready with me and just go on the day as though like it's it's a, a regular day. And I and I know I I'm I'm not right for that. I know that. But I can't help but be so angry by it, by the ability to be able to do it, to not just pause for a second. Well, to me, it just signals. Uh, sorry, well, it just signals. A second. Mm-hmm. It just signals like a, a disconnection from your humanity, a disconnection from from goodness, from empathy, from compassion. I don't know. And I I shouldn't take it that far. I really shouldn't. Like I saw I saw a podcaster I really respect who who's honestly outspoken on this stuff. And then they posted a video of them playing video games. And I know that it was to signal like you got to take time for yourself in all this. But what a fucking luxury. You know? Like what a privilege it is that we get to say, oh, got to take a mental health break. Make sure that you get on your video games, take a bath, go for a walk, turn it off. You're going to drive yourself crazy without acknowledging people can't turn this shit off ever. And then I'm like, well, should it be collective suffering? Like I just, I don't know what the, I'm really asking. I don't know what the solution is. I, I don't know how to reconcile those two things in me and to not be frustrated when people are. I feel like, um, like you said, this, in this moment, what's happening in Palestine and is in between Palestine and Israel is really important and should be centered. Um, and a lot of people, are being educated not only about the injustice and the genocide that's happening there, but they're also being educated in the ways that the media and their government and the government and all these powers and institutions and people that we want to trust um, are can lie and can manipulate and have you know i think i think in this moment um there is like this awakening or this thing of like you can't turn your you you can't turn away from it you can't deny it even if you are paying attention like there's no way to deny what's happening um but at the same time, you know, I, I am also of the belief of samsara, right? Like this is a cycle. This is the nature of this human existence is that there's suffering all the time. This is, you know, um, a constant duality that's a part of being human is like there's ups and there's downs and there's one person that's, you know, a baby's being born and somebody's dying. You know, there's just this universe is so vast and there's so many experiences that are happening at once. And it's impossible um, for that duality 
to not be coexisting and happening at the same time. And I don't know that I'm, I don't know if the, the practice, like, because what are people supposed to do? And maybe it's like, maybe that's the, it's a slow burn. Hopefully it's a slow burn. I think as we are realizing how all connected we are, as we are finding language around um, how we really feel when we see these things, how we, you know, either we're do- disassociating or we're filled with anger or we're filled with sadness, we're feeling hopeless. I feel like it's really powerful to find the language around these things because it is a step towards action inevitably even if it's super super slow um but everybody has their different processes of figuring this shit out and dealing with this shit and i don't know that that duality is ever gonna not be antonet that like you know somebody's being murdered and somebody's you know admiring their 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 parents in the in the mirror that's just like the chaos and maybe even the beauty of life i don't know i don't know it's one thing for brands i mean fuck brands fuck anything that's based on making money you can't trust it sable included in some ways like that's just what we Like you can't, yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, what do we, I don't know that, that that's the expectation from, from brands. Um, I think, um, yeah, I have to work on that. I have to work on, I want to know where people stand on things. And I think that, you say it all the time that I have this very binary right, wrong. And I want to know what the fuck side you're on. When it comes to social justice in particular, I'm real like, ain't a whole lot of gray. <laughs> like, period. And I don't know, I don't think that's fair. I don't. It was interesting to me today where everybody was asking, how was your birthday? And I was honest at work. I was like, it was really sad. Like my, the day was great with my friends. And then I was really sad. Why? And I had someone say to me, you know, I was just talking about politics in general and how exhausting it is and, and how exhausting it is to have like varying opinions in your own family or like this very liberal, you know, the typical white liberal praying for peace, mm. all side, all lives matter. And for some reason, that's more, more infuriating than the Sarah Sil- Silverman. It's like, let me know who the fuck you are, yo. I don't like that. <laughs> like, no. Like, yeah, all okay, yeah, we all know all lives matter. Okay, get off that. You can't straddle the fence. Like, yes, all lives matter. Now, what's up with this genocide? How you feel about that? And I have to ease up on that. And I had someone say to me at work, oh God, that's why I don't talk politics in my house because me and my daughters are on one side of the spectrum and my husband, oh, he likes Trump. 
And I thought to myself, how, how, how can you exist in that? And maybe that's something that I couldn't do, but that's, it's such hard, harsh lines with me. And I need to understand the why, but I also need to get a grip on, I was watching another podcast that I respect and they were saying, um, this is a while ago before all this, but this person was saying that they, they suffer from anxiety and like social less, not social anxiety in terms of how to interact with people, but anxiety in terms of like the social and political climate of the world. And they were saying like, I think it was their therapist that told them you need to pick three to five things to care about. Okay. Pick those three to five things and that's what you care about. That's what you research. That's what you speak on. That's what you rally behind because you have to put into practice and understand that not everything can be your fight or you're going to drive yourself into the ground. And like, yes, you can, you can care about it in your heart, but to actively put your energy behind it, there's not enough for you to do it. So pick your three to five things and focus in on that and, and, and understand that there are other people more qualified than you to pick up the pieces somewhere else and where you, where there's not enough for you to do that. And I, that really sat with me. It really did. And it was like, you can, but there's so many things to care about. There's, 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 you know, black and brown injustice, if you want to be real broad, or there's Palestine and Gaza and the West Bank. There's, I don't, the, there's the fucking Sudanese. There's the, the border crisis. There's fucking global warming, the climate crisis. There's, there's problems everywhere. Pick one. There's literally catastrophe everywhere. Pick your category of catastrophe. Seriously though. Fight your ass there's, the, there's the, the, you know, women trying to have reproductive rights. There's so many things and I get caught up in all of them because they're all under this umbrella of injustice. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, no, that's not right. And then I just, it, 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 it just engulf. I just get engulfed by it. And so I'm trying to figure out what those things are. I don't know what they are because my dumb ass is like injustice. And it's like, no girl, that's too broad. But I also think if I'm being honest, it's really hard to dial out when I feel like a big, a big part of my contribution is to try to come on here and make sure that we are discussing these things with clarity that we are you know with that we're informed that we're thoughtful and that our audience leaves with something and i have to be okay with sometimes being like i know this is going on but i can't mhm yeah. and i'm not yet i'm oh. not yet i'm absolutely not yet i absolutely feel like that is so irresponsible and we, ha- I, ha- we, you included have to, but like me more so because that's kind of the role that I've taken on the, you know, like if, if we're being honest, that's mm-hmm. the role of like 
Antoinette, what's up with politics? And it's like, I think about, and this is on such a minute scale, right? I think about like the Roland Martins of the world, the Dr. Cars, like how the fuck are they sleep? The Sean Kings, even though problematic, Tamika Mallory, how, how are y'all sleeping? How you doing it? Angela Davis, like how y'all doing it? Well, I don't know where you're, um, I I saw um, a meme that said that we don't have, um, what does it say? We don't get to be hopeless, right? So I don't Mm. know what your, what this Mm. fight is rooted in. Is it fighted in like, you know, hope? Is it fighted in that there other possibilities or is it fighted in fight it in is it rooted in did i say fight it in twice is yeah, it rooted you, in um <laughs> yeah this thing like there is another side or is it just the the fight think, is it just the that's the thing i don't want to turn into that because then i know people who that's all that's their entire being i don't think it's just the fight for me i think it's the if people know and are informed, we can organize. We can be more aware. We can, we can, I believe in, I believe so much in the power of collective resistance. I mean, and I think part of it is that that 14 to, that 14 year old person, really 13 to like, 25 year old person was ingrained like ingrained in this thought of freedom fighting and I don't ever want it to just be about the fight but I really truly believe if people know if if the the wool's taken off our eyes that that we will come together we've done it we've done it when I read these stories about about I don't uprisings. I'm like, this is amazing. This is amazing. What even some even a company striking is amazing. Mm-hmm. If I think about my job right now, right? Yeah. And I go around to my job and I to everybody in there, I say, hey, I, I don't feel this way, but really on a whole level. But if I'm like, hey, collectively we're not being treated right. We need bigger wages. We need this, right, we right. need that. Mm-hmm. The amount of of courage yeah. and logistics yeah. logistics yeah. and and um cooperation cooperation that's the that's the word right there to have everyone ooh, on the ooh. same page mm. and say together we won't have it is so powerful because i be- there's nothing these people can do to us if we are together mm-hmm. We outnumber them. Mm-hmm. Like, what if? What if? I will never forget. Who was it? Who was it? Was it Sean Bell? Who was it? I can't remember the. No, I can't because there's so fucking many. It might have been Sean Bell. The start of this pod, we were still a blog. We weren't even a podcast yet. And. It might have been Trayvon. It was Trayvon. And when 
his killer was not found guilty. I remember calling you and being like, we have to do something. We have to organize a march and reaching out to all of these other influencers and in the natural hair space and emailing them, putting us all on an email about how we were going to collectively come together, organize this thing, and not a single person responded. And that is not a diss to them. But I remember the deep sorrow in me of like, what? Huh? And I remember just thinking like, why is this not something that we think we can do? Mm -hmm. In my mind, this is absolutely attainable. Change is absolutely attainable. And maybe I got the rose colored glasses on. I don't think it looks pretty. But a boycotting, a bus boycott changed things. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere we stopped. Somewhere we stopped this collective organizing and cooperation and fight. Somewhere we thought we got free and then we stopped this and we got like really stagnant. And we were also persecuted and, and everything else. But it just, if not, then I don't have hope. If I don't have hope in that, then I ain't got hope. I think a lot of my um, feeling numb and feeling disassociated has to do with a lack of association with, with people that have that um, excitement and like this momentum going. You know, I I just feel like I am siloed and that when I am talking with people, it's just like a, it's fucked, it's fucked, it's this is all fucked thing. up, it's cynical yeah. versus, it's really powerful when you are in spaces with this kind of energy of, we're going to organize, this is the plan. Even if you just go into spaces, shout out to Sankofa Farm in Philadelphia, um, I went and I volunteered and before you can even touch the land, you stand around and you like do a collective prayer. Everybody goes around and Is prays. Is San Sankofa Farm? Sankofa Farm in West Philly. Um, and how like, I only went once a week and sometimes I would miss, but when I would go, how just that association and being around that, being around that practice like, ignited or 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 yeah ignited something that felt very dormant in me anyway mm -hmm. and the power of that and the beauty of that and the yeah. um transformation if you, imagine doing that every fucking day imagine being around that type of energy every day like for freedom school we we started the day with pouring libations and calling out Fannie Lou Hamer, Ella yeah. Joe Baker, yeah. Star Stokely Carmichael, like and and reading about these people and knowing about these people and picking a service project mm -hmm. to work on that mm -hmm. summer and edu it was intergenerational and educating younger people than mm -hmm. us and having our elders edu like mm -hmm. it was transformative i've never felt that that's way that's not like again. the regular you know i'm again i'm sitting here my day is packed with to-do lists. Same my day now. is packed with, you know, um, a lot of my hope and my creative energy is deeply connected to capital. Mm. Um, yeah, so I have this mis. my hope. I, you can't, 
it can't be extinguished it can't be destroyed it's just a part of my everyone's creative it's just creative energy in a lot of ways but I do feel that it's misplaced and I do feel it's lying dormant and um and it is affecting my relationship and what I could my my sense of possibility right and that's what the fuck capitalism but activation and my activation not just possibility yeah, it's it's and, and i think that's the, the scariest part of capitalism is that that's what it does it robs you of that kind of space to to be activated Activate. beyond making money beyond the daily you know demands um and i i mean i'll give myself a little bit of grace i feel like there i think for me creativity or like using sable using around the way curls as a space to engage with that creativity in a way um makes me feel alive and mm -hmm. hope lives in that but that doesn't often translate into like the future of the world like i i a part of me definitely feels like it's fucked there's no turning back I'm not sad about it. I feel like there's some type of deeper wisdom or we're like playing something out. I feel like there's also in this sad, destructive um, pace that we're going on the other side, something else, something is awakening, something is happening to us on the other spectrum of it that I feel and trust is happening. But... When I look at my, when I really am honest about myself, yeah, I feel that I need to be in association with more people that um, are activated. And I don't mean just like, oh, we're going to do, you know, we're going to go out and protest and we're going to like, do, like even that, that, that's very even important. Even that can springboard something. It's very important, but I think it's the energy that's, that, that fuels that, which is hope, which is you know, it's from this deeper creative space. It's around possibility. Hope is it's sacrifice. around sacrifice. It's it's around love. It's around like yeah. fearlessness, courage. All of these really beautiful light energies that are Empower. that are that are We're powerful. Yeah, all of these things that I um that I that I feel like I I um don't have the time for because capitalism robs you of possibility and i mean i can't wrap my head around how i could do that if i'm going to be completely honest in this very moment where i'm right now chill but also anyway yeah mm. but also what i don't care either about capital that much like also like i'm not like oh well if sable fails or if I got to move back with my mom. Like, I don't feel white knuckled either. I'm in a weird place. I, I can't even begin to describe the way that I'm just out here. I'm just out here, period. But um, I feel like I'm just watching. I feel like I'm watching. I don't feel like I am engaged in a way. And I don't feel necessarily the anger that you feel right now and um and that, that might just be a symptom of disassociation quite honestly 
but it feels like I don't know how to stop this. I don't know how this is supposed to stop. And I don't know, I don't know that the this type of destructive energy made manifest equals um destruction, equals like it's the end of the world, apocalyptic. I don't know. Maybe this shit has to play out for something else. I don't know. I, I don't have the answers. And that's, you know, that's a, a story that people, you know, this bad things had to happen so that, you know, these other, you, yeah. you had to die. You know, that's that's problematic in itself or a lot of holes in that story. But I guess I'm just being honest about where I am in this very moment. Um, but when I read that meme of like, you can't, you don't get to be hopeless. I was like, oh, right. I don't. Damn. Well, what's, what do I have to do now? Not forever. I mean, the sidelines, they're, they're safe, but they're not. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know how to change it either, but I know that watching it and just being cynical like the memes and shit are funny we post but that's tongue-in-cheek you know that's that can't be how we're really operating that everything is hopeless and everything's fucked anyway so oh well it just can't otherwise i i can't be here i can't do it i don't know how to do that friend of mine joelle friend of ours joelle leon he has some creative props for collective healing. And I like the fact that he said collective healing because I feel like it's activated healing. And his five prompts are, what are you making to change the world? What are you doing to change the world? Who are you helping change the world? How are you educating yourself and others what is your role in our pursuit of liberation? These are great questions and they don't have to be, our doesn't have to be the entire world, but I know what he does and he just has these community. He brings dope people together and creates community and safe space for folks every once a month. And it's a beautiful writer and, that's his offering. I, I'm going to have, I have to, I can't answer these. I have to sit with them. I know a lot of it has to do with around the way curls. But if you're struggling to cope, um, been name dropping her a lot this uh, week and probably will continue to. Cole Arthur Riley and Black Liturgies, uh, they posted. Toni Morrison um, in an interview and she's talking about the human experience and coping and I just want to leave us with this. How do you survive whole in a world where we're all victims of something? It's to both of you. Um, how do you survive whole? I can't do this quickly, Juan. Okay. How can you survive whole? And we were victims of something. Uh, you know, that's a nice, big, fat, Eastern, Western philosophical question about uh, how do you get through? 
Sometimes you don't survive whole. You just survive in part. Um, but the grandeur of life is that attempt. It's not about that solution. It is about, you know, being as fearless as one can and behaving as beautifully as one can under completely impossible circumstances. That's it. I love that. Yeah. So that's it, y'all. That is our episode. And maybe next week we'll play around (laughs) and laugh and joke. Maybe not. Cause shit ain't funny right now. But I guess somebody or whatever has said joy is also an act of resistance, but this brings me joy. It really does. I know it sound might sound melancholy, but the idea of us and collective cooperation and activation brings me joy. And hope. So Answer those prompts for yourself and know that this world is going to be what it is. It's going to be what it is. It's going to be what it is. That wasn't done. It's going to be what it is as long as we leave it that way. We we create it. So if if we don't get activated, yes, it will be what it is. But maybe the activation is not is within yourself. You know, yeah. it may be you're not a failure if maybe you're not protesting or your interaction with people is that. not around that. But like maybe the main activation is. Yeah, in yourself in a in a quiet way, you know, look at Cole Arthur Riley. All I do is big her up. That's a quiet, activated lady. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has a role. So. You yeah, should bring I her on. I, you, t- gotta, you reached out to her. She follows me. Yeah, you should. Re- you should because I stalk her. her. But you know what's crazy? I should go get it. I just had to go to Barnes and Nobles. I'm so upset. I lost this here flesh, and I just had to get a new one. And you know me when I read. Mm. All of my markings. So I have to start Where over from the beginning. That? I I I've asked so many people. Have you seen this book? I looked all. I know I'm gonna find it eventually. I will find it. And I'm going to be furious. Like, here it is. But all of my markings are gone. And I'm so upset. And I'm I'm thinking about, should I? I can't bring her on unless I have my markings. You know, I can't. I have to have. You have to be prepared. (laughs) You do. Like, did you see? Like, Yaba? Did you see Yaba when Yaba interviewed her? Mm -mm. Her book. Oh, because it was so long. Yaba was just talking, wasn't she? just focus on one chapter. Because that's, that's a lot to... That's a, it should I, it's, just it's be one dense. chapter. Because you can't go through the whole thing. No. I think Yaba only got to, through the, like, the yeah, foreword. It should just be one chapter. I would love to talk. I would be so... You want to see me scared, shaking in my boots? That kind, sweet being? I'd be like... <gasps> and just hearing the way she uses language. We I would should bring freak her on. out. What's I would out. What's her name? What's the sweet baby? Name? Well, she has black liturgies coming out. So huh? it would be weird to talk. She has black liturgies coming out in 2024, the book. Okay. Oh. 
Yeah. So it would be weird to bring her on to talk about this here flesh if she has that out. Like she's going to be promoting a whole other book. So really we should get. Child. Oh man, I would just melt. I, I, I'm going to reach out to her because you probably won't do it until you feel prepared, which is going to be never. So no, do don't reach out to her. What? All right. What? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm scared because I, I want to talk to her about what she needs to promote at that time. You don't have to. But I want to. I okay. Wanna, but she'll I want let you know. Sense. You got to trust that she knows what she needs to do. Ooh. <laughs> that would be so crazy. She's so pretty, She'd too. She's like, girl, you... yeah, I follow you. I've been wanting to come on. I just listened to your podcast. No, she probably don't listen to this. But what if she did? <laughs> Yo, seriously, because her and Chimamanda and Naira. Chimamanda, Adichie, Ngozi. She got Nayira canceled, Wahid. girl. Why Chimamanda get canceled? What she do? She gets transgender folks. I don't know. Are you serious? Yeah, don't. Li- this is Shanti facts, oh, so don't take it. Don't, don't. Shanti facts <laughs> needs to be a new fucking segment. Uh, she got canceled. Yeah, but she. She said that. Yeah, she was against transgender. She was a. Uh, but is she, wait, what did she say? Oh my like, God. Y'all, I know you ain't trying to be women because you ain't women, basically. I'm I'm totally paraphrasing. <laughs> it might be so wrong. And somebody's screaming at the goddamn radio right now, like, Shanti, shut up. <laughs> you First of all, mis- we were wrong last week. <laughs> People what? were screaming um, when we were talking about the mice. The rescuers, that's the name of it, right? You, no, it's. Fievel goes west or east. Which way did Fievel go? But it's Fievel in them, Fievel? not the rescuers. Yeah, Fievel. Oh. That's yeah. a crazy name. No, it's not. Oh. I Why apologize. Oh, the contra... <laughs> <laughs> no, she got the me. The contra... <laughs> fucking ain't. <laughs> my bad. I love it. <laughs> the controversy over Chimamanda... And trans women explain. Yeah, oh I knew my it. god! See, Adich- the thing about Shanti facts, <laughs> they be facted sometimes. I might have a little thing a bit off here and there. Child, that broke clock. <laughs> that broken clock, baby. <laughs> Adichie's comments and backlash they inspired fit right fit into a very old fight in feminism. She said, "You ain't got uh, no vagina." What did she say? Basically. She did when people it, talk about like what well, she said. It, and, oh, Britain's Channel Four News. I love Channel Four. <laughs> when, that's what I was talking about on the last on Monday when we t- when people talk about are trans women women. My feeling is trans women are trans women. Adichie's critics she say that go get her out of here. <laughs> that's what she said. Damn, she's <laughs> hot now. She not. Damn, Beyonce don't <laughs> fuck with you no more, Chima. God Adichie's damn. Critic, did you just say Chima? Chima Adichie's c- critics say that these remarks imply that trans women aren't real women. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to leave that alone. How you arrived at being a woman, whether trans woman is any less of a real woman, if she also grew up enjoying the privileges of men. Trema mm. said she had time today because she didn't never back down from that. 
When people talk about are trans women women, my feeling is trans women are trans women. I think the whole problem of gender in the world is about our experiences. It's not about how we wear our hair or whether we have a vagina or penis. Hmm. It's about the way the world treats us. So she's saying the gender is like your race. And I think you've lived in a world, I think if you've lived in a world as a man with privileges that the world accords to men and then some, some of then sort of change gender, it's difficult for me to accept that then we equate your experience with the experience of a woman who has lived from the beginning as a woman who has not been a, accorded those privileges that men are. I don't think it's a good thing to talk about women's issues being exactly the same. Girl, that's as a trans whole other women. podcast episode, girl. Whoa. And she got Internet canceled. Got for her that. mind blown right quick, y'all. That's a whole other podcast. Cause I'm um, sorry. We should stop. Yeah. I mean, that is an in- that that's an interesting conversation that she's having. I think about that with, with Caitlin sometimes. What's her name what? just brought this up? Uh the 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 comedian from Baltimore just got in trouble. The the one that used to be that sometimes Sam no, the one that sometimes is on the Breakfast Club. Jesse Jessica Jessica. She from Baltimore. Oh, Jess, hilarious! I don't. Well, Jess said the same thing. No, uh, I don't not think let, so. Not that's as not what she said at all. Scholarly. Yeah, I don't think that's what she said at all. Jess, hilarious is not hilarious to me. I think she's wildly problematic often. Well, that was the most recent thing that was similar to Damn. this discussion. Chimamanda, interesting. She said that you can in still admire Chimamanda 2017. If you want to, girl. It seems. Hmm. All right. Something to think. See, something else for me to think about. I can't. I can't take all that on. I gotta let some of this go. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Okay, goodbye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. (laughs) Very good.